It's a noon hour, but before we get to that noon hour, Reed, man, I would just let you know that this next segment is going to be brought to you by the USFL. Sunday, April 23rd, the USFL is back in Canton. Come celebrate bro football with free t-shirts and rally towels for the whole family. Gracie start at just $10, so buy your tickets today at USFL.com. And as always, it is noon, and our noon hour is brought to you by Colic Racing. Our Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show uh, official NASCAR team in Northeast Ohio. There you go. And we're uh, talking baseball now, guys. Oh. Uh, it was not a good day. Yesterday was, was doubleheader. Pathetic. Double go ahead. You guys, you guys, because I got a lot to say. So before, <laughs> I, before I rant and rave, why don't you guys hit your thoughts on, on, the, on the Guardians well, I mean, and the Tigers? Was, it, obviously, it was a doubleheader. You know, the first one, I think it was, what, one to nothing in the first? No, it was. Four no, the to, second game was one three to four. Four three, three, four. three, yeah. We lost. Um, we got out hit terribly. I mean, it was they had fourteen hits on us, so obviously the pitching wasn't up to par. A lot of runs got scored. It just, you know, the the the, the Guardians started this season off really hot on the bat side, mm-hmm. and then obviously, obviously, you know how that baseball season goes. It goes up, down, up, down, up, down, and right now they kind of, you know. It's we getting towards the bottom of it, but they they tried to to come back and make some good hits and make some plays. But like I said, end of the day, our pitching is not where it is right now. Our bullpen is not as strong as I thought it was. It might be tired down from all the games that they've been rotating those guys. And yeah, Detroit just <laughs> embarrassed us. They went good. Uh, by, by, first of all, let's just go ahead and say it. <laughs> um, you, you, this is my problems with problem with Guardians people in general. You can't have it both ways. And sometimes when I hear a bunch of people who know a lot more than I do or cover it or figure it out and, 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 and really watch this thing in, in depth, my issue is this. You can't have it both ways. You can't say that you, you don't have the resources to go out and get players, but yet and still you have resources in your minor leagues to go out and either trade those players to get better players, right? But then you don't do that. But then you're like, okay, well, don't trade them. Just bring them up here and help me. And you still don't do that. So I'm like, you you can't be sitting like we sit there and look at these prospects as shiny toys. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we're sitting there on Christmas Day and it's it's January 15th and, and your mom still won't let you open a toy. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? You look at the bullpen. Obviously, Gaddis is getting listen. Last two starts, he actually just got sent down to the minors. It's been bad. Uh, and speaking of those prospects, the Guardians have called up Brian Rocchio, who's their number. He's a hitter, yeah, not a pitcher. He's a hitter. He's another another infielder, and it'll be interesting to see how they use him because I don't know. Is, is he taking that? Is he taking Arias? No, Arias position. Like, I don't know. What, I don't know what the plan is yet. After the show, I'll kind of look into it more. But I just saw that they called. He's their number two prospect overall. And they've just sent Hunter Gaddis down and called him up. But they haven't called up any of their big pitching prospects, yeah. which is, listen, yesterday was a freaking disaster. Who you okay. Now, I, it's funny because you say, uh, you were talking about like Guardians fans being hypocritical. Mm-hmm. And you talked about something that is fair. You know, like, we don't want to trade all these prospects, but we're not going to bring them up. But I thought you were going to say this one, <laughs> okay. which, is fa- which is that Guardians, people want you to be excited about the Guardians. But then they'll tell you it's too early to get. That's exactly what they are saying. That's what people do. Now, what I would say about that is 
you can't go over the top. You can't say, well, the Guardians suck. They're 99. They're going to be uh, terrible this no, year. No. What you can say is they're playing like crap right now. Yeah, like, that's fair right now. Doesn't mean that's the whole. You well, can't turn it into the it, whole it's season. A, it's a way. But listen, I love baseball. I love the Guardians. I want them to win a World Series. I think they're a very talented team and a good team with tons of prospects that they need to call up and trade some of them to get more proven players. And I understand that baseball is a, is, is a marathon. It's a drama. Football is a sprint and an action movie. And so, yeah, you can't say the team sucks based on 18 yeah. games. You can say that right now they are playing crappy baseball. And for the fact that they're only 500 right now is a big disappointment early in the season. They've played a pretty favorable schedule, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, the, the Mariners on paper are a good team, but they're not playing well either. Mm-hmm. So you've played the Yankees. They're pretty good. Okay, but you haven't played any other good teams. You're, the Tigers stink. They're one of, like, the three or four worst teams in the league. <laughs> At least I think they're going to be, and most people think they're going to be. Maybe they won't be. Uh, but, you know, and, and you just you couldn't do anything. Uh, three runs in 18 innings yeah. against an awful it, it Tiger looked, pitching It looked staff. like last year. It looked like the end of last year, how we got where we couldn't right. really get on base and yeah. really couldn't score. And They're hitting a, for no power. We thought the yeah. power would be up. It hasn't been so far. But they and start, it's fair to complain about how they're playing right now. They started off so well. That's, yeah. that's the yes. most disappointing part. That I thought for a second, like, okay, it's fair. They put yeah. it out there to the world that they got the ability to do it. Yeah. But right now, it, for some odd reason, they are now, pay- people are blaming and say that it was cold and, you know, whatever. That's fair. I, you can give them that. But it's cold for other teams, that's too. That's true. That's true. But, you I know, mean, that's, that's real, though. The weather yes, does play is. a part in it. Yes. Today should be better. They'll play again today. Right. And I expect them to come out. They got to get a win today. Right. It is sad and, to say that this yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. And I expect <laughs> them to play better. And I think I'm not panicking about the team. But they are playing poorly right now. And yesterday is just awful. I mean, just... And Karen check again gives I up know. a winning run. Yeah. Like the bullpen's been lousy. The starting rotation outside of Bieber's not been good. Yeah. A battlefield. I give him credit. It, he's one of the young guys they called up. He's not one of their top pitching prospects. I mean, he pitched well in that second game. Was wasn't his fault. They couldn't hit. And by, and by the way, Bull, yeah. we talk about this. Listen, we we spent half the year <laughs> killing Josh Bell, but sleep. Oh, he's been hit lately. He, we we destroyed him. <laughs> yeah. Here's a guy. I did say he was. Up. This and, and you got a point. If Jay and Jason Lloyd come back up in here, telling me that that Naylor should be getting, still getting hits against lefties. No, he's batting 161. He that, he he didn't flew flew under the radar. We was killing Bell the whole half of the year. Yeah, he's he batting 161. Yeah. He has two home runs. Yeah, and if you're gonna be batting 161, I need your power numbers to be higher than that. Yeah. And he's not really even a crazy. You he know, stinks he, in the field. He, no, he's not getting good. Yeah. Not any good defensively. Yeah, I mean, listen, the team's off to a really bad start. Hit, even Jose Ramirez is not hitting for any power right now. Nope. Uh, the bullpen, which was fantastic last year, has been pretty bad. Classe has been okay, but last year was the best, you know, along with Edwin Diaz was the best closer in baseball. Mm-hmm. Karen check was lights out the second half of last year. This year it's like every other appearance. He's good. Every other appearance. He sucks. That pitch clock only. Yeah, he's he's a head case. I don't trust him right now. Yeah, that's, and that's trust, the scary. I don't just don't trust. Him I don't in a big trust spot. a lot of our pitchers. That's right. Now, who, and, who on the mound today? Quantrill. Like Quantrill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he hasn't been great. No, he, and that's it. They have nobody to eat innings, and that's affecting the bullpen. Yeah. And even if they do call up these guys, like 
you got these studs in the minors. I know the, the Guardians don't panic, and that's smart. Mm-hmm. You know, they believe in what they do, and, they, and that's okay. But it's going to hurt. The longer you go where these starting pitchers are going three innings and four innings and four and a third, that taxes the bullpen. No matter yeah. how good your bullpen is, if it gets overworked, it's not going to be effective. How does John D. Diaz have five home runs? Yeah, he wasn't much of a power guy. I don't. I'm, I'm confused by this. <laughs> yeah, like they he, traded him a lot. Because he years. put that back. Yeah, a while. I, I, but but, but I'm looking at it. I, I, once again, I'm always worried about. The, I'm always yeah. worried about the power numbers. Yeah. Um, and Jose's number. Jose's power numbers are down. Um, is yeah. uh, should we be alarmed by that a little bit? Like, when I mean, should you get alarmed? I, I ha- That's the question. Well, a guy like Jose, I'm not getting alarmed unless it's two months and he's not okay. here. I mean, he's. You know, if it's a if it's a guy who's only done it for one year, yeah, I mean, like, Oscar Gonzalez did hit a home run yesterday, which was good, but he's been off to a terrible start. He was like, he's no sure thing. Yeah, a guy like Jose, who's been good every year for whatever six, seven, eight years, whatever it's been, I can't remember now at this point. I'm not going to worry about him. Like, he's going to be good unless he's hurt. So he was hurt the second half of last year, didn't play as well. I haven't heard anything about an injury. I saw somebody tweeting yesterday, not a person that covers the team, but somebody I know was like, is Jose hurt? Like, what's going on? I don't think he's hurt. I haven't heard anything about an injury with him. He hasn't hit for any power <laughs> yet. I think there's some level of patience you got to have, but it's frustrating. The team's been frustrating to watch because they haven't been scoring runs. They haven't been pit- – they're not doing anything particularly well right now. I, listen, Bull, I'm sitting here looking at these stats. Yeah. Um, uh, Rocchio, um, yeah. he can play, I believe, shortstop or second base, correct? Yes. Uh, right now – um, Ahmed Rosario is batting like 222. And he's banged up. And, and I wonder if I was wondering if maybe Rosario would go on the injured list. Because he's struck out yeah. 17 times. Yeah, he's off to a bad start. Now, but now remember, he got off to a bad start last year. Yeah. He and then in the middle of the May, he was great from the middle of May on. So I don't know. You know, listen, they may give Rocchio a chance to play shortstop every day. Rocchio and Arias are both top prospects. I, I don't know why we'd have them both up here if they're both going to sit on the bench every day. Yeah, so I got to look into this some more and see what's going to happen because I, if I'm going to call up my best players, they got to play. Yeah. You can't sit on the bench. I mean, they don't play every day, but you'd want them to play a lot. But, yeah, you, ha- you know, I don't know what's going on with Rosario. Maybe they're thinking he's going to miss a few more days because he's been banged up. I don't know. So maybe they're going to give Rocky a chance to see what he's got. But, you know, if he comes up here and plays a few games and gets hot, then you stick with him. I mean, and don't they don't? Isn't that punitive? Like, if they send him back down, yes. does, doesn't that like start his clock or whatever yes. the case may be? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, he got. I'm, well, he got to stay there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My city, you back nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Earl. I got a question. Yeah. And again, I'm a casual baseball fan. Stephen Kwan has ten RBIs that that leads the team. How abnormal is that for your leadoff hitter? to be your team leader, leader in RBIs? Well, I mean, it's it's very unusual, especially for a guy that doesn't hit for power. Like, yes. Ricky Henderson, when he let off, he might lead the team in RBIs because he had home runs in the leadoff spot. But Stephen Kwan, I don't think has any home runs, does he? No. He zero. None. He doesn't hit home runs. The reason he's got so many RBIs is because some of the guys in the bottom of the lineup who have been in the bottom of the lineup, like Zanino and Straw, have both got, and even Jimenez was hitting seventh for much of the season. Those guys have, were all hot to start the season, Miles and Straw so they were on base a lot. Straw still Straw's between. playing well, mm-hmm. and so, you know, and they, uh, Straw, I think in the second game, was hitting second, or I think, I can't remember where he was hitting. Yesterday was a weird day for me. I didn't get to see all of the games because my wife was going into the hospital, so I was kind of in and out all day of watching games. But um, 
Straw hit higher in the lineup in one of the games. And uh, and so, but but in general, he and Zanino have gotten on base a lot. And especially when Straw's on base, you know, he's a great base runner. So, any Iquan with his singles and doubles is going to score those guys all the time. It's unusual. It, it, I'll tell you this. If Quan leads this team in RBIs at the end of the year, they're in big trouble. They are in big trouble <laughs> because he ain't hitting any home runs, which means he's not going to finish with a Dude, that many RBIs, and that means Jose Ramirez, Josh Naylor, Jimenez, and Bell have all had disappointing seasons. Oh, man. Uh, well, here's what I'll say. I, I will say the fact that, you know, the Duke and New Jerk is trying to show some uh, restraint. All right. I'm trying to show some resolve <laughs> and evenness. <laughs> but listen, let it let it be hot outside for two weeks in a row and you're still playing like this. I agree with that. <laughs> if it yeah, get hot, like, it's like that. shorts weather. Like, hey, look, <laughs> hey, we can't. Right. Because because here's the thing, the Guardians since they've been the Guardians, which are which is a team that's good, and they always fleece somebody in deals and, and they, the way they're built, they've either had a lockdown bullpen or at least an awesome top three pitcher staff where you would say right. even if they don't get no hits, they may lose some one nothing games. But if they get a lead on you in the third, fourth inning, and they up four to two, chalk it up. You about to lose. You, they can't say that this year. No, nope. this year, not it, right it, now. Between but, injuries uh, and, and guys struggling, they don't have that. So something has to give. They about to get Otani. Yeah, <laughs> Guardians have lost five of their last seven. I will say this though, with Francona, it's been many years with the Guardians. The Indians slash Guardians have gotten off to a bad start mm-hmm. and then played great in the second half. We've seen it many, many times. So certainly it's way too early to make any sweeping judgments about the season. But yes, as the weather gets better, uh, and it's just it's it's particularly disappointing when you wait when you lose games to the Tigers. Thought, they stink. Thoughts thoughts about the the division? Do you think it's just a two 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 pony race? I still uh, with think the, the White Sox, and Guardians, and uh, Twins. You don't, you're no. not a believer in the White Sox. I still think the White Sox will be okay, but they're off to an even worse start. And the the funny the bottom line is the Twins have lost three in a row too. So again, it's early. I, the standings don't mean that much. Poorly as the Guardians have played here lately. I mean, to lose three in a row against the Nats and the Tigers, and they've lost, what I say, six of uh, five of seven, I think. They're still only a game and a half back of the Twins in the division. So we got a long way to go. It's way, way early to make any sweeping judgments. Mm-hmm. They're not playing well. Uh, hopefully, they can turn around against the Tigers today, and then they go and they play the Marlins coming up, right? Or the Marlins are coming to town. And, but the Marlins are actually playing decent baseball right now. Go ahead, Earl. Yeah, as of right now, man, the Guardians are four and six in their last ten. Uh, first pitch today is at one ten. Kyle Quantrill is on the mound for the Guardians, and I think it's his name. What is it, Tranbull? For a pitcher for the for uh, for the Tigers. Am I saying that right? Hold on, who is pitching? Uh, Quan Quantrill for the uh, Cal Quantrill. The yeah, no, who's and pitching for the Tigers? Spell his last name. Oh, Spencer Turnbull. Turnbull. Sorry. Yeah, he's not any good. They don't have any good pitching. They stink. The Tigers stink. The Guardians need to win. Let's go. Take care of business here. Absolutely. Just a quick reminder that our 12 o'clock lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is brought to you by Carlick Racing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. There you so, go. Bulls, yes. The Cleveland Browns are back in town. Voluntary workout started. A couple Browns players spoke back. to the media. Yes. A lot of the guys were in attendance at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse to support the Cavs yesterday. And, um, Anthony went through, found some quotes from certain players, and we're going to go Before over Before we get to that, 
it's so funny because at one point, guys, remember they put they had the camera on Miles Garrett. It looked like Greg Newsom was like his little brother or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sean Watson was in the building too. He was. He wasn't sitting with Miles Garrett though. Mm-mm. Is that controversial? Oh no. my gosh. <laughs> defensive guys hang out with defensive guys. By the way, was I don't remember seeing Spike Lee yesterday. Was he not here for game two? I or did I miss it somehow? I thought he wasn't there to game two. I didn't see him. I didn't see him. I didn't see him game two. Right, but he was there for game one. He was, he was there for game one. He was there for game he'll one. be there. He'll be there. Well, he's always game. in the guard. He'll be there the next game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, every time we do our Cleveland Browns talk, our Browns talk is brought to you by Lincoln Electric, who are now hiring right now for great jobs. Where do you think Spike Lee stays when he's in Cleveland? Or do you think Spike Lee just got on his like private jet and flew back? He to probably New York? stayed at the Hilton, right R- there, right R- next R- to R- the Justice You don't? Do you think he? You think he stayed here overnight, or do you think he flew back as soon as the game was over? He's probably got a private jet, right? No, no. Spike Lee doesn't private jet. I don't think no. so. No, that's you don't think Spike Lee. No, I don't that's think too much so. maintenance, man. Man, it's twenty-year-old rappers with private jets. He I, got a private jet. I, no, I think the twenty-year-old rappers is out there. I think they, I think they perped out. What was Spike Lee's last movie, by the way? I can't think of a Spike Lee's movie recently. I can't. Does anybody know? We got. I feel like I got to look that up. Hey man, Tybus, do the right thing. That's a lot of money for <laughs> a private jet. A lot of jet. movies is do. <laughs> is do the right thing the best Spike Lee movie ever? I think Crooklyn is probably his best. Crooklyn uh, is the class. I don't know that I saw Crooklyn. Wow. I'm surprised. That's an older one. Yeah. Crooklyn's in Crooklyn. Um, Do we even know? Did I see Crooklyn? You definitely seen Crooklyn. This is probably not appropriate for right now. I like like He Got Game. Oh, he made Black Klansman? Oh, that was his movie? I didn't realize that. Crooklyn, 1994. So it's not that old. He's got to have it. Alfre Woodard, Delroy Lindo. I like him. Delroy oh, Lindo. boy. Well, anyway. So, really quick. Do the right thing is my <clears throat> Spike Lee. Man. Really quickly. Yeah. According to Celebrity Net Worth, yeah. Spike Lee is worth $60 million. However, the cheapest uh, jet that you can buy, a mid-sized economy jet, a private yeah. one, is about $18 million. Well, he ain't got those. Maybe, but he could afford. He's only worth and, sixty million. I would have guessed he was and, worth more. And than the that. cost, the the cost of more spike only worth sixty million. Yeah, he, listen, <laughs> he's, the, he's the he's the working poor. Right. <laughs> all right. So all right. So let's switch it up. And and okay, go ahead, Earl. So you got we have some uh, quotes or clips from some of these yeah, guys. So we, we got some. Uh, <coughs> we got some I know Greg Newsom spoke yesterday and talked about he was upset about people saying he wants to get traded. Honestly, there was an article in Pro Football to talk about that too. I don't care if he want, wanted to get traded or not. He, he doesn't. He's not making a thing of it publicly, so who cares? If he privately said he wanted to be traded, do you care? I don't no. care. I, I, I was on Twitter. I said, he's like, he came back and was like, yeah, I really want to be here. I was like, hey, man, good to have you, dog. Yeah. Hey, welcome on back. Come unless on the in. guy, unless the player is actively saying publicly he wants to be traded, I don't care. And even, who cares? And even if he's good and he's still productive and he goes to practice and right. he's not punching people, right. I that's, still don't that's care. What, that's what I'm saying. I, I still don't care. He can request it all he wants as long as he's right. performing. But like, I don't they wrote really an article care. about it. People are still debating about Brad. Leave Brad Stainbrook alone. He doesn't need to apologize anymore. Brad, you don't need to. I don't know if you watched the show, but you don't need to apologize. Who cares? And Nobody cares. There's probably 20 players on every football team in America that would like to be on another team. And, Who cares? And and they and then they, you get the thing for I think Pro Football Talk came yeah, out. Right. Somebody yeah. was like, he definitely wanted to trade. So they switched agents for a reason. Yeah, yeah. We get it. Mm-hmm. But he's not. If he's not talking about it publicly, didn't then he, it's not going to be a factor. I thought he was. Didn't he go on? G knew go on Twitter and say he didn't want to play the slot. Or no, he, he said. Yeah. 
when they put that pro football came out, yeah, with right. he retweeted that and said, like, like y'all just looking for stories. Or didn't you, I think he said something like, did you not watch my press conference? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Something yeah. like yeah. that. Here. Right. Yeah. So anyway, it's really not. Yeah. Well, well here's one of the quotes from, uh, from G New. Okay. Let's check, see. check this one out. Let, yeah. let us know what you think. No role is stamped with his scheme. Uh, if you watch his corners before, everybody plays everything. I'm just super excited to get with my teammates, get ready for this season. So, okay. So, what basically he's saying is that in Jim Schwartz's system, the corners move around. Does that make sense? Yeah, he's basically saying that. Uh, it doesn't matter. Every if, It don't matter if you play outside or inside. Everybody on this in this scheme is going to play either outside or inside. There's no – they probably get matched up every game, and wherever that guy goes, that's where you got to be. So, if he – if I'm checking – Tyreek Hill and he playing yeah. in the X. I got him. If he go to the slot, I'm still gonna be on him. That's Guys, my guess is. is that yeah, Greg Newsom didn't want to be pigeonholed as a slot corner. Yeah, because for the money. And Jim Schwartz <laughs> probably went to him and said, "Hey, listen, in my system, everybody does everything. Yeah. I need three great corners. I need you. You're gonna be great in this system." And Greg Newsom was probably like, don't, "Hell don't, yeah, yeah. I'm in." The way, <laughs> right? the, speaking the way, of Jim Schwartz, this is more uh, Greg Newsom on. Oh yeah. I think you can just tell by everybody coming back. We have all our guys here super excited, ready to go. He's been part of Super Bowl defenses, so I think we're super excited. Yeah, like like Jim Schwartz, when you when you hear him talk and the way he talks about how he was a dude back in the day, um, just being a dude that used to go a gopher for Bill Belichick and different yeah. things and just staying in, just creating different things. I, I got some tape where he's talking to the coaches at, at seminars and he's talking about all the different wrinkles that they got and how they try to do things. Sometimes, man, when you get when you get a new coach in, and I don't know, did you guys switch any coordinators or anything while you was at Ohio State? Yes. So, <laughs> so you can you can tell by this when there's certain guys that maybe if you're not playing, the coaches previous to you had a certain level of guys that they wanted, right? Mm -hmm. They liked him for some reason. You felt like, man, this dude ain't even nice like that. Why do you? Why is he playing over me? Yeah. Then you get a new coach, right? And then that first week, you go to practice. Mm -hmm. You get there, and the first week, the coach said, "I ain't got no picks." Yeah. We go. Everybody starts over. Yeah. The guys that were starting, that is the most uncomfortable feeling in the world because you know how hard it is. To now prove yourself again, and you could get that the minutes took. Mm -hmm. I think Jim Schwartz told him, like, "Look, bro, come in and do your thing." I I don't even know who Martin Emerson is right now. Like, I mean, come, come do your thing. Yeah, that's true to a certain extent. I mean, you got the tape, and the tape don't lie. And the thing about G knew that he got over everybody is that he does have the ability to play in the slot. So they're gonna start off with the two corners, and if if they do assign it as you got this man for this game. He got the edge because he'll probably do the well, the the best if his guy does go to the slot, which they're probably going to sign him guys that go to the slot anyway because that would be his strong suit. But at the end of the day, Jim Schwartz, if, if it's all about coverage, he probably look. I need guys that can cover. I don't care if you play inside or outside. I just need you to cover, and I need this line to come together. And like I say, they're going to take care of him no matter what. Yeah. If he stays and does what he's supposed to do and be productive, he gonna have the numbers to back it up, and they gonna take care of him. because because here fiscally and financially, why would you waste an asset like I, I, I like you were a first round pick? Why would I then put all this time, resources, and money into you just for you to get 
to this fifth year and be like, yeah, we're gonna let him go in free agency. No, no. You can't you can't do that. Right, like, right, right. Especially no. if you know he can play. We got problems with guys that it was third round pick, second right. round that can't play. Well the Browns yeah. used to do that for years because they would draft guys in the first round that sucked and weren't worth signing. Yeah. Yep. But that's the key. I mean your key is your first round picks pan out and then you lock them up. Yeah. And that's what the Browns should do. And I mean and, and then on top of that, I need to I gotta issue this challenge out to Martin Emerson. I mean yeah. Martin Emerson had a really good rookie season. It yeah. was it was really good, better than anybody thought that he would do. Yeah, but it was other corners in that draft also that yeah. had better seasons. So back it he, up, and 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 they're all young. Like the top corners in the game right now, you got the Patrick Sertans, you got Sauce Gardner. Like these guys is young. Yeah, so he got to step his game up even Eli more. Eli Apple, of course. No, I mean, that's a, he's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> you got to step his game up even more because yeah. how you get paid is based off of all pros. Like you got to be all yeah. pro, but now you got these young guys who's becoming first team and that's eating up the first team and second what, team what? all pro. So this guy has to step his game up immediately. So he needs to be do better and get on the field and become a guy that's an every down corner so he can get paid when ask, it's time for him. To come. His, this dude. He only got to wait four years. Just, See, Greg, right. dude, they got they could pick up a fifth year option. That's he got to wait four years yep. and they got to do something. I'm gonna ask you about this dude because I, when he came out, I thought he was gonna be that deal. Like what? What went wrong in Detroit with Jeff Okuda? Oh man! Like like he number. I, I thought think he was, was gonna be that deal. I he thought was, he was. Gonna he be, was total. He, boss, listen, man. he was. He had, no, he had moments. Now his now he's dealt with injury. That's okay. one thing. So that derailed him a little bit. But he had moments last season where he made plays, so he gave you enough flashes that he got it. But it was something with him and the coaching staff, because you remember him and the coach got into it on the sideline yeah. and all that. So I don't think he was either. They just didn't buy into him because it wasn't like they selected. Him. It was a different. Right. Coach. It was a different coach. Yeah. So he's not their guy. By, by so. the way, he's not the biggest first round bust in recent Buckeye history. That would be Billy Price. He sucks. Is Billy Price? Is he with was the he a second Giants? round picks? No, Billy was a first round pick. First round pick by the Bengals yeah. center. Yeah, one of the few picks the Bengals have gotten wrong in recent years. I thought he people was acting like he was the next mango, and and he was terrible. <laughs> and then the Bengals he won the he won the thing. He won the best center in college. He was we actually the, the Buckeyes won back healthy. to back. He was terrible. The Bengals traded him to the Giants for um, B.J. Hill, who's turned into a decent yeah. defensive tackle. Yeah, but now he's been bouncing around like yeah. practice squads. But here's here's one other thing before we move on. Who, who else you got quotes from? We got we got Miles and uh, Deshaun Watson. I had a qu question for Typhus, but go yeah. ahead. Let me ask you this, guys. And gee, you and I have been talking about this for a long time. The Browns really as a franchise, but especially on defense, they have been soft as baby poop for years. <laughs> yes, right. You told the Browns. Yes, the Browns. Okay. What did yes. I say? That's what I'm, just oh, making, yeah, I'm just clearing yeah. it up but because they, we, we there's we, we we have a lot of soft teams. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, go ahead. But like really on both sides of the ball, but especially on defense, they yeah. have been a soft ass team. Yeah. And like my hope is that Jim Schwartz is going to help bring the dog out of some of these guys because like even Miles Garrett to some degree, like. Well, JJ Watts, a I, I, like I think Miles Garrett, talent-wise, I believe he's bet as good as anybody. But he's not as nasty as some of these well, other guys. Let's let me be fair on yeah. this, okay? <laughs> let, we got to be yeah. fair. It's not Joe Woods' defense isn't an aggressive defense, right? Right. So if the if the defense isn't required for you to be aggressive, then obviously the attitude. But it's is not reflective. just that time. Is it's like they get pushed around. They don't like because I want somebody like. 
you know, like when even going back to like Colt McCoy getting his ass kicked, and like the Browns are never like we need guys that are not afraid to kick some ass. This is I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with that's that's in all the football. Yeah, that's in all the sports. You gotta period. have some mean ass. You have kicker. to have a guy on your team that's that'll stab somebody yeah. in the club. That's right. You need that. I, I, yes. think, <laughs> I, think, I think what happened to Miles Garrett was if you go back, I want to say about 2017, 2018, around that area. Um, Miles Garrett was getting a lot of personal fouls. He like, was. He was like he was. He they was, were calling him a dirty player. Yeah, they was calling him a dirty player. Yeah. Then he had the Mason Rudolph thing, and please, he's please he's, refer to him by his proper nickname, the Great Kazoo. The yes, the Great Kazoo <laughs> with his big head. Yeah. He like he he beat him. <laughs> he beat him down with his own helmet. Like, like so. Miles Garrett was like, you know what? He's he like, you know what? Let me go ahead and fall back. They yeah. they try to suspend. By the way, that's corny. I saw Aaron Donald beat somebody to death almost in practice against, and, and, against, against the Bengals. Against the Bengals, yeah. And he got nothing. 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 Zero. People were people were calling Miles Garrett the worst of names when that happened. And Aaron Donald was like, oh, it's just practice. Like it's okay to beat somebody with a helmet in practice, but and, not in a game. And, and What's we, the difference? And we not about to act. see. I see. I wouldn't. I, I don't even know if I was. On, I don't even know if I was popping back then. We not about to act like you didn't hear what Miles Garrett said. You didn't. You, you We just shoved. We just. I don't know. When he say that, would Mason Rudolph say he surely would? A slur, a racial slur. Like he surely would. It happens a lot. I, I was just watching the news the other day. At the end of the day. Miles, I think Miles Garrett was like, I'm going to calm down. Because that suspension was, I, looking back, he should have been suspended one game. That's he, it. And Aaron Donald should yeah, have been suspended. Yeah, how long did he got suspended for the rest of the, rest of the, of the season? season. <laughs> like five, six games. It's, it's because like, it was on nationally televised. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Baker Mayfield was pulled a trash move <laughs> yeah. by jumping up trash on the screen. Move. Trash move. And people, y'all back him for that, too. <laughs> y'all, you guys back him. And I'm going I'm to go off on yeah. the ball a little bit. But you guys back him for I that I did stuff. not back him. No, no, no. I said, no. you. I said, they go off on you. Because oh yeah! Oh yeah, yeah. Him, yeah! Yeah! Oh, I thought you were saying no, no, I'm no, back no, Baker. No, no, no. Y'all be y'all be backing. Y'all backed him all the way to yeah. the. I who, say who the, is y'all? A lot the of the fans. Did they really? And a yes. lot of media members. They mm. talking about? They back like. Uh, well, everybody. Baker ripped Miles Garrett, which before was he totally out of line. When they get, talk to him, when they and by the way, it, what gets forgotten also about Baker is fans were backing him comp- even more so on the Duke Johnson thing. Yeah, he was calling the man's money out. Yeah. He needed to get, I said, this dude. <laughs> we should have known about Baker then. This guy, <laughs> get him up out of here. <laughs> Say, I digress, but yeah. <laughs> um, we, 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 we is kind of soft. I'm over, I'm over Schwartz. I like the fact that he said they're excited. <laughs> He's ex- they excited to play. Yeah. They were not excited to play for Joe Woods at all. No, like you know the fact that Jadavian Clowney just told his coordinator <laughs> that, <laughs> that cracks me up. That is, I, I, I can't believe he pulled that. And they let him do it. That's and, the and, sickest. And they book. went to him was like, hey, said, he did, did you, say he was hurt. He said could, he was injured. Can you play on third down for us just this one time against mm-hmm. the? Back? I'm like, where's Clowney at? Who would have known that? I mean, that about sums up the Browns for the last yeah, 20 years. That's crazy. I mean, it really does. Time it's time for that what nonsense to be told, out of here. What if you'd have told Urban Meyer, I ain't, I ain't going in, but except on, uh, <laughs> except on past plays, I ain't feeling no Wait, alley. is he telling them on the field or when, you know, off off the field that Urban's <laughs> a little busy? <laughs> <laughs> told, yeah, that's crazy. If you, told, if you went up and told him. Oh, the, during the game. During the game, yeah. I ain't playing on no rundowns. You know what he said? You know what? You ain't playing on no down. Go take your stuff that's off right. and go to the locker room. And that's, that's what Joe, that's what they should have said Play, don't worry about playing on no downs. Take yeah. your stuff up and go to the And he might have <laughs> Urban Meyer is notorious for making people go to school in the summer without no scholarly check. 
Now, <laughs> working, he definitely would have pulled this guy. Random Jack. This Real is the jobs. first time I've ever said this. In fairness to Urban, <laughs> or really in fairness to Joe Woods, uh, Urban's got talent throughout the whole roster. Yeah, the Browns did like, not. He got like eight, eight, nine dudes that's ready to go. What did, what did you want to ask me, Earl? Yeah, so question yeah. for you. You you were talking about G New playing in the slot. Yeah. But I remember hearing you say on several different occasions that you felt like Denzel Ward was better suited yeah, to be the, uh, the slot corner. Do you still feel that way? I do, actually. I think that uh, Denzel has, first of all, Denzel has been paid. Okay. Right. So, so who cares? So right? yeah. So he don't really. Yeah. <laughs> it it, it, it's not a money issue with him because he's already paid. Um, but I think I do. I like his athleticism. Um, I think he bends well. Obviously, he's got some clinic tape on doing what we call Chet Moeller. That's when you slide under the guard and come around and make the tackle. He he did that so many times on pulling guards is ridiculous. So he'll be able to get around those blocks. But I think movement wise, he's quick enough to move with those slot receivers in those slots. And then it allows Martin and G new to be on the outside to make those plays. Right. But the fact of the matter is this and I've seen this in the chat going on where they were talking about, you know, G new don't get interceptions and interceptions do get you paid 1000%. But it is becoming Shouldn't, though it's becoming a new day and age where yeah. they it's about coverage. Yes. Now to be in the Hall of Fame, you need about 50 picks to get in. That's about minimum. There, Revis, and, Revis changed that because he just got in. You need about ten to go back to the house. Yeah, Revis changed that because he's just broke the mold. He, I think he had like thirty something picks in his career, yeah. but he just got into the Hall of Fame. But it's a new day where you know corners just not getting their hands on the balls like that as much anymore. Um, so you don't really Nobody need it. Who was the le the leading? Interception guy had like, like that's what I'm saying. It was yeah. just a, it was a down year last year yeah. for that. So but. you don't necessarily need the picks, but you just need to be productive on the ball. PBUs matter. Yeah. Like yes. that's something big. Yes. I don't know what G News PBUs was last year, yeah. but he need to get his hands on the ball. And we know Martin does a great job yeah. of getting his hands on the ball. What happened? Well, I think they play it different now. Like, you know, the guys that be the guys that get picks be gambling. <laughs> right, like they'd be like, "No, nah, I'm gonna just try to jump this." Or, or that's what you got to do. And, oh, but what happened to what happened to what happened to bump and run coverage? What 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 happened to that? I don't see it. It's still there. I don't it's be there. But it. To, so so I'm glad you brought it up. Me and Sherm had talked about this. So because me obviously me and Sherm is bump and run guy. That's all we was taught was bump and run. But the problem is the DB's ball skills is becoming a lost art. When the ball is in there, it's in college. It's all over the place where these DBs aren't getting their heads around to make plays on the ball. So what do you do? You pull them off the ball. You make them play off. So now when I play off, I can see the quarterback the whole time. Mm. So now I can see if he's taking a three-step, five-step drop. If he's taking a three-step drop, it's quick game. I know I can stop my pedal and I can get ready to jump something. If it's five-step, you're getting something deeper developing. Yeah. So I need to get ready to check this dig, this fade, this comeback, something like that. But the, they need to see the ball come out the quarterback's hands so they can drive it and make plays on the ball. It's taking the fact of instead of bump and run, if I get beat off the line, I'm playing catch up the whole time and I can't look back for the ball until I get a hand hip relationship to be able to play the yeah. ball. And these receivers are so good and so fast that they not getting there. And by the time they get there, the ball is coming. So they got to play the hands. Denzel does it a lot. He yeah. actually plays through the hands. He barely looks back for the I, ball. I'm like, man, I, I, I grew up watching. I grew up watching Dion 
and that's all he ran. He be right next to you, and then all of a sudden it be. Well, Dion like, ran four one too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. and it be he like compare anybody. Yeah. To Dion. I, that was. I, sorry, let me get the camera. Let me get the camera. I'm sorry, that was dumb as hell. Yeah. As a person who's supposed to know football, why would you bring up Prime's name like that and with some other dudes? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the same. Like, why can't everybody else play like LeBron? You know? Why don't you just take over the game? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Earl, G we got. Let's let's hear a quote from. <laughs> What's that? I said G is hot. My bad. That, that, that was, was a yeah, that's right. Well, in fairness, damn. G, that wasn't as bad as yours. Damn. Yeah, damn. As uh, Donovan Mitchell being better than LeBron. Uh, but uh, man, our I, big Earl did not say Donovan Mitchell was better than LeBron. But he said, anyway, I, uh, go, let's see if Miles Garrett cut. Did Miles Garrett say anything interesting? Yeah, I'm so curious about uh, the Watson comment. He, he's talking about, again, shorts and, and people being motivated to come in and build and play. Guys are hungry, ready to work, already talking about getting some extra work done. Just trying to get one percent better. Right? Well, I mean, yeah, that's the good thing about that is that you know once you get a new coach in there, that does change the culture. You know, you you yeah. want to obviously they seen what happened last year. Yeah. It was a Achilles heel for this team last year, so they want to make sure that they strengthen that up. And having a new coach in there, bringing some new energy, is the right way to get to that. Now, once the season gets going. They'll find out if they can really trust Jim Schwartz, which right. I'm sure they will be able to. Obviously, he got Super Bowl experience. Yeah. But the, the question will be adjustments, in-game adjustments. That's something we didn't see last year from, from Joe Wood. No. They was killing us on something, and we just continued to run we run. No. When we get into these games, we get into these preseason. They probably ain't going to do it in the preseason. But when we get into this season, once an offense gets some success on something, does Jim Schwartz draw something up to change it up, to, to nip it in the bud? When he does that, now you got this team, like you got their heart. They'll listen to everything you say because you fixed it and it's something new that we haven't seen. And that's what the best DCs do. Exactly. And that's what you'd expect. I mean, the guy has had a lot of success for a lot of years for a reason. Yeah. So I assume he's really good at that. I think yeah. it's, I a, would fair, have met, yeah. it's I mean, a fair assumption. You can't win the in. Super Bowl if you don't no, make it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Earl. What do we got? Deshaun? All right, the last one is on Deshaun, and I believe this quote is about the critics, the haters, the people who always have something to say. I didn't say anything. I don't say anything. Oh, I don't say. Thank you. <laughs> That's their own opinions. I know who I am. The organization knows who I am. At the end of the day, I have the opportunity to prove myself. Is that all we got from him, or we got something else? That's all we got from him. Okay. Listen, um, I, tomorrow's going to be interesting, by the way. Uh I, I'm going to be on a uh, in a, pa a panel discussion tomorrow um, at the Jewish Community Center in Beechwood. Mm -hmm. There is a panel. I'm, I'll tie it into Miles Garrett. I, it sounds like I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, I will. So, or not Miles Garrett, Deshaun Watson. Um, and on this panel um, is a few sports people from the area, and we're we're talking. It's it's brought to you by the Jewish News. It's live sports talk. It's me and Jonathan Peterlin and Goldhammer. And uh, Andy Baskin coming? Uh, Baskin's it used Les Levine used to be the MC. Yeah, yeah. And Andy's the new MC, Andy Baskin. So it'll be me, Jonathan Goldhammer, and uh, Mark. Uh, what's his name? Bishop? Mark Bunch? Bunch? Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't know Mark Bunch Bishop was Jewish. He ain't Jewish. Okay. Neither is Jonathan. But they're <laughs> yeah, on the panel anyway. Either. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan's Jewish, Jewish adjacent because his wife. Yes, yeah, his wife. So and, he got and now his daughter. And now his daughter's Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got that. Yeah, so yeah. That counts. That counts. That it counts. So he's Jewish adjacent. Yep. But <laughs> I, I believe Munch is one of those guys like Greg Brenda, who if you if you say anything about rooting for the Browns with Deshaun Watson, will tell you you're a scumbag. And if he tries that with me tomorrow, 
there will be some fireworks. Trust me. We're about to set it off. And, oh, and, and, and so I don't know what he's going to do. But here's the thing. Like, when it comes to Watson, I, we can't complain about the haters. Okay? That's the deal. Yep. You get into trouble off the field. I, I, I get you want to argue it's an <laughs> accusation, whatever. There's a lot of accusations. And he, and he settled. So you can choose to believe whatever you want. Yep. I've said it a million times. None of us know for sure. You can choose to believe he's a total scumbag. You can believe, choose to believe he's a minor scumbag. It got overblown. You could choose to believe he made some bad choices. You could choose to believe he's been railroaded. Whatever you want to believe in your head, that's fine. Do whatever the hell you want. But two things. Number one, he's got to know, and the defender's got to know, that a lot of people hate him. And we can't whine and cry about it. That's part of the deal that he's got to deal with. Number two, I decided personally, you don't have to decide this. This is what I've decided for me a few years ago, because I used to feel differently about this, that there's a, there's a bad guy on every football team, every baseball team, every hockey team, every political party, every office. There's always going to be a couple of bad guys, okay? If I decide I can't root for a football team because I don't like a player on it, well, I can't root for any team because I can find a jerk on every single team in every single sport in the planet. So I can say, well, I don't like what Deshaun Watson's been accused of. Who does? Nobody likes what he's been accused of. I, my personal belief at this point of what he did, what he didn't do is irrelevant, so I'm not even going to bring it up. But I cannot like, in theory, or you or anybody else can say, you know, I don't think Deshaun Watson's a great person. You can say that. But I'm, he's on my football team. I'm going to root for him. I can separate player and person. But And that's if that's what you want to do to watch football, that's fine. I think that's what I'm going to do. I think that's what most people do. He doesn't have to be my best friend. He's on my football team. But to say I should, for for other people to tell me that I can't root for him because you think he's a bad guy or he may actually be a bad guy, well, F you. I don't care what you think. Don't get in my business. If you don't want to root for him or the team because of it, then good for you. You do whatever you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do either. But don't tell me what I'm going to do. And so F that. Uh, but Deshaun Watson, I think the answer is fine because he can't worry about what other people are saying because there's always going to be people saying crappy things about him. He's got to be able to deal with that physically, mentally, and kick ass on the football field. And the more he kicks ass in the football field, the more that stuff's going to go away. But until he does it, he's going to keep hearing it, and there's nothing he can do. So I, don't fight it. Before I go, Earl, you had your hand up. You had no, like that right there is called talking that talk and standing on it. I agree with everything Boyd just said. Um, we have a lot of talks, G. I ha- I'm like you, boy. People got a right to feel how they want to feel about people, but I didn't grow up idolizing athletes and entertainers. And it's hard for me to say I don't like people that I really don't personally know. Right. But to each his own. If, if that make y'all sleep good at night, go ahead. Do what y'all do. Fine. I- don't, don't force <clears throat> me to like a guy I don't like. Don't force me to dislike a guy I like. Don't force me to not root for someone. You do your thing. And to me, it's just like religion. Believe whatever the hell you want. Just don't tell me about it. You, you know, you know, I told this changed my life a little bit. I was, um, I, you know, at one point in time, I was really heavy into like politics and, you know, but people, you know, whether it's the left or right, people used to do stuff to get on my nerves and I used to hate it. And I used to write these long posts. And then um, one day it just dawned on me like, this stuff been going on for years. Yeah. Like, this ain't nothing new. Like, they gonna do that and they gonna continue to do that. My thing is, instead of writing them posts, doing all that other stuff, like, how you gonna change people's lives? What do you do? So, first time I, I went and started going to correctional facilities, talking to these young kids that's in there 
that's doing 25 to life or guys in there that's doing 10 years, they 16. The thought process is Donald Trump or Joe Biden don't exist in there. And them walls, 25 years to life, and that's all they de dealing with is time. <coughs> and how you going to be able to go in there and try to tell them, okay, you getting out. Here's what you can do to get out. Here's some advice. Here's some job skills. These people don't, and that, that don't affect them. So there's a lot of different things in, in the life that in your life that you're not going to like. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do to make your own little positive stamp on what you can control? I can't control nothing about Deshaun Watson. We probably, I can't control nothing with no politicians. At the end of the day, I watch the Browns. I talk about the Browns and he's on the squad and he said it best. I love to hear what you just said. Some of y'all not going to like me, but guess what? I have an Here's opportunity. I got an opportunity to prove myself and we all have that. By the way, the guys you've spoken to in prison, are they able to I don't even know if you know this, but are they able to listen to your show on the radio? Are they able to watch this show? Do they have that kind of access? B depending on what their behavior is like. The people who have great behavior have access to internet, have yeah. access to YouTube. Those who are, uh, you know, choose not, because by the way, they they really still be going at it with each other inside. Like, yeah. There's always some, something going on, even when you're inside. You know, they tell you, you got to keep your head on a swivel because they'll have a code something and you see pe people with, you know, mad correction officers going into one cell. So it's always you got to keep that on a swivel. But yeah. Oh, what about it was a friendly reminder that our 12 o'clock <laughs> lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is brought to you by Carly Racing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. Go ahead, Tyvis. No, I think we'll y'all I think y'all all hit it pretty good. Um, yeah. The only thing I would say about it is that I mean, Deshaun Watson should, he got other things right now to be thinking about uh, yeah. right now. He owes this franchise. They paid him some money. He has to do yeah. his job and make sure he's the best. He loves the game of football and he wants to be, I'm sure he, nobody plays this game just to play it. I mean, I'm sure he wants to be great at it. Yeah. He wants to get back to being that guy. And that's the challenge that he has for himself. He can't be worried about what, what's going on, what people are saying about right. him. He got he's got 52 other guys on that team that's dependent yeah. on him to be that guy that he once was. And if this group is as tight as he says, they say they are or they're going to be, he's, he don't want to let them down. You know, he, right. he understands that his coach's job is on the per, on the line this year. GM's job is on exactly. the line. Everybody's job is yeah. on the line. No but doubt. Whether he does well or not. That's he's, right. He's got this relationship and, you know, they've taken a chance on him, as people want to say, and they've looked out for him and looked out for his best interests. He owes them his heart and his soul. They at least That's go out right. there and play passionate. And I think the only way to get back to that is to practice and be have a clear mind and just focus on my guys being That's good right. for my guys. And and I'm sure those the people on the Browns are there for him and supporting him and all of that. So yeah, I think his his quote is exactly right. Did you see this? Did you see this Earl and the rest of your guys? Nick Chubb, there was something out a, a couple of days ago about the best fantasy players, right? The best fantasy players coming yeah. up. Um, they didn't put him on in the top 10. Yeah, well, that was running back running back. Here's the thing guys. <laughs> Nick Chubb is a better and maybe we should see you know what my opinion will do is I, I think we should would blow off Draymond because we already talked about it a little bit and we should do the DeMar Hamlin on overtime. What do you think? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, because it's already 1247. Let's do that. And G just brought up an interesting point. The thing about fantasy is people get real. And if you want, if that pisses Nick Chubb off, good. Let him be. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, right. I, I think one thing we know about Nick Chubb, he doesn't need any motivation. Right. That guy plays his ass off every minute he's on the field. 
However, if that pisses him off and makes him even better, is so good, be it. Is he a good fantasy? But he is guy? not. He is. <laughs> He's not top tier. He is a. He is a much better <laughs> NFL player than he is a fantasy player, and the reason for that is because he doesn't catch a lot of passes. Mm. The running backs that catch passes are more valuable because most people these days play point per reception. And so if you catch passes, you're more valuable as a fantasy player. Now, he scored. He is more touchdown dependent. Yes. Now, he's pretty reliable with his touchdowns that, year that's to year. Why, that's why you could justify taking him. Right. He scores he's touchdowns. still a good player, but and I think people were like, you saw what's his name? Uh, the kid who's going to be the rookie running back. Oh, B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson. That's why he was salty. Right, right. He's like, he's <laughs> like, he's like, what, oh, on. Nick Chubb addressed it? No, yes, he yeah. addressed it on the his, internet. I, but really? Thing, yeah. I didn't see this. Oh, yeah. but the, the thing is, <laughs> oh, yeah. Nick Chubb's not paying attention to fantasy. He don't give a shit about <laughs> that. But, like, Bijan, first of all, it's weird that you'd have Bijan Robinson in the top 10 because we don't know what team he's going to be on. Yeah, like, like, I got to know what team he's on before I know. But nobody, nobody actually thinks Bijan Robinson is a better NFL running back right now than Nick Chubb. But Bijan Robinson could potentially be a better fantasy back this year. I think part of it's because a big part is Nick Chubb doesn't catch the ball much. But also, I think a lot of people think the Browns are going to become much more pass heavy this year. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll see. But I still think Nick Chubb's going to have a lot of touchdowns. I do too. I think I think Nick Chubb finally is starting to like. He's starting to figure this thing out. Like, <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. Nick Chubb man. I I, I, I think he's starting. What to, here's what Nick Chubb said. I wonder what me. excuses they'll come. Everybody loves Nick Chubb, but I like that he's a little angry. And I like that. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think he's taking the bull by the reins. He's like, listen, man, y'all cast been marginalized me a little bit. Y'all acting like I ain't nice. I think he might even take the, like. Nick Chubb probably feels like he can catch the ball too. He probably feel like, well, I just haven't had an opportunity. Kareem Hunt was here. Yeah, that was his role. No, yeah. he, got, he caught screens last yeah. year, like so, towards the end of the but year. But even in college, he wasn't a guy. He no. wasn't catching a ton of passes. No, and and even in yeah. college, Nick Chubb has always been splitting carries. Yes. So I think maybe it's a, to a point where he's like, maybe he wants to be known as a dude. Like, hey. Yeah. I, I want my Derrick Henry year. I want my 1900. <laughs> I want my 2000 yards. I think he's gonna. I mean, I still think he's gonna get a lot of carries. You, want, you think he's gonna get two bills? Two, two bills? I say, well, I said, Chubb, I said what he want. If Deshaun Watson throws for 4500 and <laughs> Nick Chubb has 1800, then we're talking. But the bottom line is with Deshaun Watson, guys, is that you just said it, Tyvis. And I just want to follow up on that real quick because. This, this season is all about Deshaun Watson. We can talk about the defensive line, the yep. linebackers. Yep. The, the Browns got talent, mm-hmm. okay? The roster minus quarterback may not be the best in the league, but it's closer to the best than it is to the worst. Yeah. I think we all know that. Yes. With a, If Deshaun Watson is the Houston Deshaun Watson, the Browns should win a lot of games yep. and at the very least be in the playoff mix, if not a playoff team. Mm-hmm. And if he plays like the guy we saw last year, they're not going to be good and everybody's going to get fired. Yeah. I think we'd all bet he's going to be closer to the Houston guy than he was the Cleveland guy. But as you've said, G, he can't just be a little better than he was last year. He's got to be at least the Houston guy. Yeah, at least but, Houston. But if he's the Houston guy with more talent around him here, because obviously Nick Chubb's better than anybody's had, he's got a good Good group of wide receivers. He may not. He doesn't have a DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, mm, right. but he's got a good, solid group of pass catchers. He's got the talent. He's got a good offensive life. They're healthy. The offensive line should be really good again. If he plays to the level he's capable of, the Browns will be really good and they'll win a lot of games. And listen, when Ben Roethlisberger retired, nobody was talking about the off the field stuff because he had won a ton of games and won a Super Bowl, and he had stayed out of further trouble, yep. as far as we know. 
and he had a bad reputation amongst people that cover the team of being a jerk, which Deshaun Watson does not have that reputation. It so. says right here, this is from NFL.com. It yeah. says Watson said on, on Tuesday uh, that the year in Cleveland has made a big difference. Honestly, it's night and day. He told reporters um, he talked about last year. I uh, was a whirlwind, uh, but it was a good learning lesson for myself. And for me um, to be able to grow coming in this year, I'm, I'm ahead of the game where I was um, previously. Uh, and he just talks about how much more comfortable he it is, uh, you know, doing what he thinks he said. Yeah, I think in uh, now in the end, G, none of that talking matters. He's got to no. do it on the field. No, but it's fair to say it's the first time in three years that he's had a normal offseason. Yeah. yeah, well, even right? when he came last year, he didn't say nothing about feeling good. He was just like, no. yeah, I'm going to go. I'm gonna show up and see what happens. Right now, it's but it was like, all new. He got traded. Well, he had a lot. He knew he, he was gonna get suspended. He had a whole cloud over right. his head last they, year. So. They couldn't fully commit to him as the guy because you knew Jacoby was gonna play. Yeah. And now it's all about Deshaun Watson. It's all about. No, and, I, I and he's gotta make a here. payoff. What's that? So to Bull's point, so yeah. it's funny because you know we. I'm gonna let the fans inside of what we go through upstairs in the production room. Yeah. Pre-show. We get the emails from the Browns about the guys who are going to speak. Yeah. And me, McNuggets, and Anthony said to each other yesterday, we're pretty sure Deshaun Watson is going to speak. Yeah. And just the fact that he's speaking at a voluntary workout versus not being able to speak at all last year, it just shows a sense of, of normalcy. Like, mm. it's normal yeah, for your that. star quarterback to speak during situations like this. 100%. I'm just saying what he says in terms, I'm feeling better, it's more good. In the end, that doesn't matter. It'll be proven by how he plays on the field. So but I do agree with that point that the fact that like he's speaking, I don't know if he got any questions still about the off the field stuff. I'm not sure. I didn't hear the whole press so. conference. I can but I think check, at this point, like so. our media's already asked all that stuff. What's there left to say? So at this point, it's all about football. We're not at this time last year, right? right. We all we were thinking about is. For months, how many, how many games? games? How, how many, many games? games? <laughs> and then even if, after it got suspended, it was still, well, there's an appeal. <laughs> yeah, and it was yeah. just hanging over them. All. That's gone. That's all over. And I think I think the cool thing about it is that when that ain't hanging over your head, you know, so people will use that against you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you come out and aggressive, they talking about, now think about it. They All last year, he needs to be rehabilitated. Like I'm like rehabilitated is like an incarceration word. Like, like it, he, the, you saying it like this man need to come like figure out what the, the you know counseling and all this other stuff. And so if you come out and show that aggression, it's like, well, look, see, this is I told you he was aggressive. So what he, uh, well, I don't think he should be doing that. I don't think he should be talking. He should be now this year. You can come out and you can play football. You can get your guys together. They know you. You've been in the building. And now you can really go out now and play with that that intention right. to really embarrass people. Now you can't. Hey, listen, we don't care about nothing like what happened last year. You can't stop me now. I'm about to smoke you, right? That's just what gee, we talk about. Think about it from this perspective. I think something that I certainly didn't take into account last year, I don't know about you guys, was the mental hurdles you got to get over, mm. right? Think about it. If you're spending your entire offseason, first you're getting traded, then you're thinking about 22 cases. You might have to go to court. You might not go to court. At one point, there was still a possibility. That ended quickly, but at one point, you could have gone to jail. You could have gone to jail. So all this is hanging over, and the things didn't get settled for a long, you know, for a while, and plus you're going to a new place. I got to move to Cleveland. I got to do this. I got to do that. And now that's all behind him. Yeah, he's still got two cases out there, but there's no criminal. That's totally off the board. These things will be dealt with. And, like, he can now just fully focus on the on being foot, football 
and getting that that at that cockiness, that that edge, that attitude, that whatever you want to call it. He's got to get that back. That yeah, moxie. Yeah, he needs that swag back. Swag. He it's needs true. his swag it's, back. It's like this. Tyvis the the monster stole yes. his talent. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest with you, like, as he's going through this, you, you, your family life is screwed. So you, you're talking about how much money you're going to lose. Like, you're trying to figure out new people in the locker room. You ain't never really lived here. And on top of that, <clears throat> due to what the allegations are, you still got to try to work your relationship out. Like, like, think about that. Like, if you're trying to work your relationship out with somebody, yeah. and that's on TV every single day. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot to deal with. I mean, it's because, I mean, the game of football, just <clears throat> learning yeah. the playbook, learning a new si system, all of that is tough. But to have all that piled on, it's overwhelming for anybody to just deal with by themselves, and yeah. they got to go through it by themselves. Like, it, it's a lot. So, it is a nice, fresh start for him. <laughs> Um, like I said, he needs it. And like I said, they, the Browns do a great job of showing him, giving him love and support and his teammates just being there. You know how good it feels to know like, hey, we got your back, bro. Right. No matter what, yeah. we got your back. Yeah. To have that, like that, make, that makes a lot of things easier. At the end of the day, to know that I can go look at my brothers in the face and know that no matter what happens, they still got my back. That's, that's what you need in those times. I need 5,000 now to tie uh, said that. Yeah. <laughs> Earl, I got one more thing I wanted to hit on, but give us, 5, tell, tell me about Carla Grayson first. All right, as <laughs> always, it is the noon lunch hour here, and Carla Grayson is the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio and the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Go ahead, boy. Guys, one other thing I want, I'm not sure if you guys talked about this yesterday. I don't remember exactly what time it happened, but a very sad story about a former Brock, Chris Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Smith was a defensive lineman who played for the, he bounced around the league, but he played for the Browns for a little bit. And when Chris was here in Cleveland, he came on our show a couple of times. I, I thought he was a really nice guy. I don't know if you ever met him. Yeah, yeah. Really nice guy. Folks may or may not remember, he had a very tragic story even before he died. Yeah. His girlfriend, remember, she had just given birth, I think, it, yeah. very soon. Mm -hmm. And then his girlfriend died in a car accident. Got hit on the highway, I think. Awful. Yeah. I think and they were standing outside of the car or something in a car. Yeah, I don't remember the in. details, but now that yeah. you he say had that. They a flat tire. Yeah. I think they were waiting on Triple A or something. They were right here on I 90, right. West 140th. Yeah. That's right. And his uh, girlfriend got killed. The, the passenger side door was open. Somebody kind of swerved. Hit the door, hit Awful. her. She died hours later. Yeah. And now Chris has died. I don't know and they if got the a, details they, are out about what happened to him. I didn't see it. But he's a young man. I mean, he's in his 30s. And they got a kid, right? They yeah, got they a got a young daughter. Very sad. Yeah, Again, was, I don't know. I didn't know Chris very well. I met him in person a couple of times. And I always thought he was a nice guy in my experiences with him. I was really sad to hear this news yesterday. Yeah, man. It's just, it's rough for me <clears throat> because... It's just see, I don't know, and, and I, I don't, and, and I'm not boiling it down to race or anything, but I just, you know, it is, it is different when you see it's, it's, it's always hard being successful African American male, and, and for you to make it to the pinnacle, and die at 31. Yeah, and that's it's that, just don't that's, it, it, every time it hit me like the third him at 31. I mean, like. I don't know if he was still playing or not. He was in the XFL, uh -huh. so like he was still doing what he loved and health wise. He, Obviously, he got to be good to, to be able to pass physicals and stuff. So I don't know what it is, but when I got the news and I seen it, I was sad. I told my wife because I had to explain to her who exactly who he was. Yeah. And to deal with that, I, I feel I, I feel horrible yeah. for the daughter because like it's just terrible. Like that's. Did you know him by any chance? I for any not, reason? I didn't cross paths with him yeah. when I was in Cleveland. It's, it's, what a shame. It's, 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 it. and, 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 and that's anybody. Like yeah. that's anybody. Um, who's gone through those things, but you know, it just tells you 
Sometimes you don't be living in a moment like that. You know, sometimes you work a lot. You can end any time. But you gotta, you better live every second right today, not tomorrow, because you don't know when your time up, man. And it's just, you know, it's sad, but um, that's just a note for us. Thanks to everybody for joining us. We'll talk in DeMar Hamlin on Overtime next.